Conventional Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. All right, let's move on to our next guest at uh, SFM Viewpoint. John in for Sungeza today. Uh, a fascinating initiative that I didn't know happens down at the Dennis Hurley Center. It's the annual Meal of Reconciliation. It's back on December the 16th. It's a public holiday. It's coming up just around the corner. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of the holiday is. Is it a day of reconciliation? Uh, let's find out. We are joined by the organizer, director of the Dennis Hurley Center, Raymond Perrier. Raymond, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, John. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm trying to remember what the day is, and my calendar doesn't want to open. Yeah, it is the day of reconciliation, which makes sense. Tell us about this dinner that you have planned. Well, we started this seven years ago when the Dennis Hurley Center opened, and we're an organization which is supported by all the different faith communities, different Christian groups, Muslims, Hindus, Jews, and so on. And we were reflecting on the fact that all religions have some kind of shared meal at their core, uh, it's obviously the communion service with Christians, the Passover for Jews, the Iftar during uh, Ramadan for, for Muslims and so on. And, and those are great, but of course they're only shared within the religion, not across religion. So we thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a meal that's shared across the religious divide? And since, in a sense, reconciliation is the, is the national religion of, of, of modern South Africa, we thought, well, let's tie it to the Day of Reconciliation and call it the Meal of Reconciliation. Now, at the Dennis Hurley Center, we're serving breakfast and lunch to about two or 300 people every day. So we start with that premise, and then we invite other people to come and join us and to sit down and eat lunch with the homeless. And you might find yourself with a homeless guy on one side and, I don't know, the American ambassador on the other <laughs> side. So an opportunity wow. for people to cross uh, some of the divides that exist in our, in our world. Uh, let's go back a little bit. We were just talking to Wendy Alberts of the Restaurant Association. That's exactly what she said about how uh, you know, we unite around food. If you're happy or sad, food is, is, is the common denominator where you do sit and speak to people. This is taking that a little bit further, right? Absolutely. I love Wendy. I think she, uh, what she's doing for the, uh, keeping the restaurant industry going is fantastic. And, and, of course, so many restaurants have suffered badly because we don't have those opportunities, or haven't had those opportunities to go out and meet with friends and to, and to share meals. But again, what we tend to do is go with the people we already know and spend time with the people we're already connected with. So what this meal of reconciliation is trying to do is to get people to spend time with people they don't know, who are different from them, from a different religion, a different nationality, a different class, a different part of the city, homeless people alongside housed people uh, sharing a meal together. That was the plan until, of course, COVID hit. Yes. All right, so it's back again. Just, just tell us a little bit more about the Dennis Hurley Centre then before we get into the details of, Dece- of the 16th. Absolutely. So the Dennis Hurley Centre is right in the very, uh, very centre of Durban. We have the Catholic Cathedral on one side, the uh, Grey Street Mosque, or the Juma Masjid on the other. Uh, in a sense, we are the soul of the city. We are the place where all the faith communities of Durban have been living and working side by side for over 100 years. Um, and that's why uh, we bring together those faith communities to serve the poor, to serve the homeless, to serve the refugees, to serve those in need in central Durban. And it's named after Dennis Hurley, who was the Catholic Archbishop of Durban for, for many years, for 45 years, a, a hugely important dom- uh, 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 dominant figure in, uh, in uh, the liberation struggle. And, uh, and Hurley, although he was a Catholic bishop, uh, spent his whole life working with Christians of other traditions and people of other faiths 
bringing them together and showing how much more we can do when we work together than if we work separately. 200 meals a day, is that generally for the homeless that you're doing? Yeah, so we, we run an open kitchen. Whoever turns up gets fed. Obviously, you don't have to prove your homeless. How, how would you prove that? So we're serving between two and 300 people uh, each day. Uh, I've worked out by the end of this year, we will have served 160,000 meals to the homeless in Durban. And that is done almost entirely with volunteers and almost entirely with donations of food. How, okay, let's talk about the 16th. How does one get involved? So... What we were going to do was run this meal of reconciliation. We we're going to do it outside uh, so that that would, uh, uh, that would avoid COVID risk or at least minimize COVID risk, encourage people to come along, sit down and share a meal with the homeless. I'm afraid in the last six hours, we've had to decide that we can't go ahead like that. The, 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 the rise in COVID infection, in particular in our part of the city, has been really sharp in the last few days. And we just don't want to put anyone at risk. We don't want to put uh, uh, volunteers at risk and we don't want to put homeless guys at risk. So we will still be feeding homeless people on Thursday, as we do five days a week, but we're not going to be doing the event in that way. So instead, what we're saying to people is, well, let's take the same principle of acts of reconciliation and let's come up with things that we can do on our own or in our families or in our local communities. And, uh, and we're challenging people in the 10 days between the 16th of December and 25th of December, Christmas, challenging people to, to carry out 10 small acts of reconciliation. Okay, like 12 days of Christmas, except it's 10 days. And it's some... Yes, yeah, the 10 it... days are the 10 days before Christmas. So can I give you some ideas? Yeah, so that was going to be my next thing is, talk, how do I right, do that talk, besides, with, you know, without patronizing somebody? Exactly, yeah. So we talked about, talked about restaurants. Here's an idea. You, you probably have favorite restaurants, favorite, favorite types of food. What about going and trying food you're not familiar with? So let's say you really like Indian food, but hmm. you've never tried Thai food, or you really like Chinese food, you've never tried Greek food. So try a type of food you're not familiar with, or maybe you're a meat eater, you've never really tried vegetarian or vegan food. And use that as a way of kind of broadening your horizons and stretching yourself. And if you go, you could do it as, as, as a takeout, but if you go to a restaurant, you could talk to the staff and find out a bit about their culture and, uh, and where they're from. Say hello to a neighbor. We all live in blocks of flats or in streets and we don't know our neighbors. What a great opportunity to pass somebody on the street and say, hi, how are you? I live at number 76. Uh, how's your day going, how's your dog, how's your cat, whatever. Just have a conversation with a neighbor, particularly somebody who's different from you. Maybe you're a young person, you have a conversation with an older person, or you're brown, you have a conversation with somebody who is black or white or whatever. So, so use that as a way of, of reaching out. Um, another suggestion is to look at a book or a piece of music from a country or from a genre we're not familiar with. So often we tend to stay in our own tracks. You know, we, we, you know I, I, like what I, I like what I know and I know what I like. Mm. And we don't stretch ourselves by trying a different kind of book or a different kind of music. So use, that, use this as a way, because that's a form of reconciliation, to be open to learning about different cultures and learning about uh, different parts of the world. We also had some ideas around reconciliation with the planet because we're all living in a bit of a, don't have a good relationship with the planet around us sometimes. So, so some simple ideas, plant a tree or just look after a plant. So there's a, that's a, a, an act of reconciliation with the planet or find a public area near where you live, a park or a beach. I live on the beachfront in, in Durban. Find an area and just do some tidying up. Don't wait for somebody else to pick up the litter. Go and do it yourself again as an act of reconciliation.
Yeah, I'm just looking at where your Dennis Hurley Center is. I lived in Durban for many, many years. And yeah, I must have driven past it a thousand times, didn't know it was there. Just this area, just looking at the buildings. Obviously, when you look at a picture, it's, it's not the real life. But people miss out on so much on their city. Maybe could you, as, as part of reconciliation, explore a different part of your city? Just looking at the Madrasa Arcade and the Ameria Arcade here. There's there's lovely Art Deco buildings that I've never seen in my life. Isn't it terrible? We live in these bubbles and we we rarely break out of them. And there's such an opportunity. One of the great joys of the Dennis Hurley Centre is we get groups of of, uh, school learners from some of the you know, some of the really posh schools around Durban, like Crawford mm-hmm. and Clifton and so on, DHS and Morristella and so on. And they come along and they work at the centre as volunteers. And then they go and explore the market or they go into the cathedral or they go into the mosque. And for many of these young people, it's the first time they've ever been in the centre of their own city and the mm-hmm. first time they're seeing the quality of the architecture and the culture, which is so much a part of who we are as a nation. In fact, as, as I'm saying that, this is this is the comrades' route from town when they're just about to make their way onto the highway. Cemetery's on the left-hand side. I know the cemetery. I know the cathedral, but I've never taken this cathedral road just to go have a look. It's it's little things like that that you are now making people aware of, hopefully. Well, you've made me aware of it. Well, next time you're in Durban, let me know, and I will happily take you around. We also have homeless guys whom we've trained as tour guides to oh, take wow. people around the Warwick markets, around the cemetery. So, because sometimes people are a bit nervous about those areas. Mm. So, uh, so we're, we see the homeless people not as a problem, but as a solution to the problem. So let's, uh, let's use homeless guys as, as tour guides and as chaperones to take you around those areas. Obviously, you would like the haves to, to help you out somehow so that you can help the have-nots. Is, is that still an option, and how do we do it? Yes. Well, obviously, we, we're very happy to take your money. So if you go to our <laughs> website, uh, you'll see different ways of donating to the Dennis Hurley Center by EFT. You can donate with a credit card and so on. We are always interested in volunteers. So what we do see, which is really, really lovely, we'll serve meals right the way through Christmas and New Year. So all the days we normally serve, we're, we're serving. One of, the, one of the lovely symbols of the Dennis Hurley Center is we always have a group of Jewish volunteers who come and work with us on Christmas Day because they say, it's not Christmas oh, wow. for us. You go home and enjoy time <laughs> with your family. We'll happily, we'll happily take over the kitchen. But what we also see, which is lovely, is, is guys like you who are originally from Durban have come back to see their families, and they'll come down to town and come and help out at the center at some point over Christmas. Mm. So we're, we're always, always keen to have volunteers, always keen for donations. Just, just don't donate stuff without contacting us first. Sometimes people turn up with things which they think will be useful and may not be that useful, so it's always useful to, to it's always good to phone or to email first. See what you need. Some people are loath to give money just because that might disappear. So find out what they find out what you need and donate that. Yes, I mean the money you give us does not disappear. We we run extraordinarily right. good and, and and thorough and transparent accounts. So we're, we're happily happily explain to people what we do with their money and how we use it. And we're not just feeding homeless people. We're providing a whole range of other services. We run a primary healthcare clinic. So we have managed to keep the homeless of Durban safe from COVID now for almost two years but also safe from HIV and TB and all the other things which, uh, which they're at risk from. I was going to say, have, have things changed in the last couple of years that you've noticed with lockdowns, uh, more unemployment in the city? What, what's the current situation and, and are you coping? Yeah, we've seen, we've seen an increase in demand. There are certainly more poor people around. And if they're not homeless, there are certainly people who are hungry, people who, people who are just about surviving and now, uh, are now have kind of fallen off, off the, the bottom rung of the ladder. Mm. 
And as, unfortunately, what we've also seen is a bit of a of a decline in in in, in supply, if you like, of, of, of organisations that can that can help the homeless. So a number of organisations haven't survived. Some of the churches that were doing great work uh, have got older volunteers, so it's hard for them to to help. So one of the ways in which we've been working with the churches is we've got people who are preparing food at home because they they're scared. To, uh, uh, to go out too much, but they then send the food to us and then we distribute it around the city centre. So that's a way of, of, of working with us as well. And also during election season, tell us about what you were doing for ID documents. Well, so during the election season, really important thing to remember, homeless people, vast majority of homeless people, 90% of homeless people in South Africa are South African citizens, which means they have the same rights and responsibilities as any other citizen. And that, of course, includes the right to vote. So we've been working with the IEC, the Independent Electoral Commission, both at the last general election and the recent local government elections, to make sure homeless guys do, uh, are registered as voters. A lot of them don't have ID, so we've had to work with the Department of Home Affairs, which is a bit harder because they're not the easiest organization in the world. Anyway, working with Home Affairs, get IDs for people, get, get the homeless guys registered as voters, and then excited about voting. And we had a fantastic event just before the elections where we had uh, senior politicians from, from four of the main parties coming into the Dennis Hervey Center and talking to the homeless and listening to them and taking them seriously as voters. And mm. it was such, such pride on the 1st of November seeing homeless guys. I mean, we had a guy voting who was in his late 40s. He should have been voting for the last 20 years. And he hadn't been. And he said, this is the first time I've ever voted. You have no idea how much it matters to me that I finally got to cast a vote. A big issue big cities have is just trying to make the homeless disappear. We've heard horrendous stories of what happens in Cape Town. What is the state in Durban at the moment? I mean, we've seen examples of, of benches where you know, there's an arm in the middle so the benches can't be slept on or, or spikes in the ground to stop homeless from sleeping in passages and things. What's the current state an approach for homeless people in Durban. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting how municipalities are always always seem to have money to spend to make life hard for the homeless, mm. and much uh, and they really struggle to use the same amount of money to make life uh, easier. N- nobody wants to be homeless. Nobody chooses to be homeless. Being homeless is pretty tough. Um, one of the good things that Etiquini has done as a result of the of the hard lockdown last year, they've set up some safe open sleeping spaces. So at least now there are places where it is legal for homeless people to sleep. They're in tents around the, around the city, and that's, that, that, that's some improvement. But unfortunately, the strategy which Etiquini has used for years uh, still happens, and, and it happened again recently. The ICC reopened, first the conference, and completely predictably, Etiquini sent the police out in the middle of the night to sweep up homeless people as if they were litter and to dump them outside the city. And what they're doing is completely illegal, completely unconstitutional, deeply immoral, and of course doesn't work as a strategy because all you do is you you move the problem for a few days and it just comes back again. Mm. So I'm hoping, I'm really positive that with a a new, uh, um, relatively new administration in power in Etiquini, they're going to want to work with us and with other organizations in Durban who are working with the homeless and look for constructive solutions. And, and indeed, across the country, the National Homeless Network has been working with different municipalities and different, uh, different organizations to, uh, to come up with ways to make life better for everybody, uh, because fundamentally, our cities should be welcoming of all people, not just those who've got money, not just those who've got power. Mm. Raymond, we need to wrap it up. Where can we find out more details about uh, the, the, the center, Dennis Hurley Center, and the Meal of Reconciliation? 
So you, we have a website, DennisHurleyCenter.org. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Dennis Hurley Center. And on the Facebook page, you'll find some suggestions for those 10 small acts of reconciliation. Have a look at those. Hopefully you'll be inspired. If you've got some other ideas, then please post them. We want people to, to generate some ideas as well. If you do any of those acts of reconciliation, then post a picture or post a comment so we can see what you're doing, not just in Durban, but anywhere around the country or indeed anywhere around the world. And you'll Such find my phone number and my email address on the website and on the Facebook page. So do get in touch. And if you're Such in Durban over the Christmas season, not just, not just you, John, but anyone listening, come and visit <laughs> yeah. us. Come and see Go and is. visit. It's a wonderful part of the city that should be visited more. That Gray Street area is just, it's a, it's, it's a melting part of everything. It's a fantastic place to go. Raymond, we need to wrap it up. Good chatting to you. Raymond Perrier is the director of the Dennis Hurley Center. You can find, as you heard, on a website, Dennis Hurley, D-E-N-I-S, D-E-N-I-S, just one N, uh, Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y. So Dennis Hurley.org or go search for them on the Facebooks.